All right, we are back with a brand new episode of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. And this is the last solo <laughs> that we're, we're calling it anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to all of that fun, not-so-fun Star Wars news um, real soon. Uh, but first, we're going to get into just the regular, you know, geek news here. So uh, let's start talking about Marvel. What do we got here? Uh, looks like... We have a behind-the-scenes photo, uh, first look at the cast of X-Men Dark Phoenix um, in Canada with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Everyone's smiling. He, I, I, think, I think he's a mutant. Is, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they'll throw him in there. Who knows? Um, I did find out recently that everybody's back, like Jennifer Lawrence, McAvoy, who's in the picture, uh, Fassbender. Nicholas Holt, I think, again, and then Simon Kinberg, uh, who's been writing a lot of these movies and producing all of them, um, is directing. So, what do you think about that? It's exciting news. I mean, whatever whatever they're doing with this X Men universe, uh, it's been you know it's a, it's always a roller coaster with those movies. So we'll see. I mean, it's a cool idea. Uh, they're actually doing the Dark Phoenix saga, you know, in space like it should be. So I mean, it's a whole new. In space being Canada? Uh, well, I mean, they're going, they're going to, you know, it, it's supposed to be space. So let's hope that they go in the whole Shi'ar and Empire and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's it's cool. Uh, it's a, it'd be a lot better than, I'm sure, X3. Well, they did confirm Lalandra is also going to be in it, too. Yeah. So, in Dazzler. Yeah. Let's go to space. Yeah. Let's, let's see some Star Jammers. Yeah, I think, I think we will. I'm just, I'm still cautious because you know what I mean like you said it's a roller coaster like for every Logan there's an apocalypse and you know what I mean like Listen, apocalypse is still better than X3 I don't agree with that statement so. I like X3 I like apocalypse so. <laughs> it's the third movie in each act yeah there you go uh, <laughs> um, in a little piece of funny tidbit news uh, we learned that Peter Parker is in Iron Man 2. Uh, Tom Holland came out and confirmed that, that at the, uh, at the Stark Expo, uh, there's, like, a little kid who's in, like, an Iron Man outfit, and he pretends to, like, stop, uh, I think one of the hammer bots or whatever, um, and, uh, they came out and said that that was actually Peter Parker at that, so. Mind blown. Little piece of world building, a little, uh, yeah, you know, cute little information, but I thought that was pretty funny. Definitely, definitely. It's uh, just weaving, weaving the web of the MCU. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, you know, we're hearing back and forth information from Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige, and you know, at first, uh, the villains of the Spider Universe, like Venom and Silver Sable, and those guys were not going to be part of the MCU, and then last week. They are going to be part of the MCU. Um, and now we have confirmation, though it's still kind of not 100% like flat no, I feel, but like. The, well, the, the, yeah, but if Feige came back and said that they exist, it's. They exist in the Spider Verse, but they're right. not going to show up in a Civil War or something, or which, a Infinity War, or whatever you want to call it. Which is, the, which is a fine answer. In my opinion, it's like you know what, say say it could all exist in the same universe, but it it and just leave them in their own corners. 
let Tom Holland's Spider-Man be part of that Spider-Verse because that doesn't make any sense if you if you're just trying to build your own pile of shit over in you know left field. But um, I mean, you know what? I can live without seeing these Spider-Villains cross over and then you know see like somebody come help him fight like the Sinister Six or something. You know, from the MCU. So I mean, it's it's. It's it's too bad in a way because uh, Spidey villains are pretty awesome, uh, and you know the MCU has been suffering from a uh, villain problem. But um, let's let's leave it how it is, and hopefully they can make a cohesive Venom movie. <laughs> I think like Marvel needs to protect itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Spider Man is the face of Marvel, and he's been that way since the 60s i mean really he is and it's good that they got him back in there but like wipe away any funk that's gonna come along from sony which it inevitably will so like to not really associate yeah the good brand with what's i feel inevitably going to be bad with these spin-off movies um i think that's a smart move uh from a business standpoint um, just like we don't know how they're gonna do it, and if Kevin Feige doesn't know how they're gonna do it, and he's just kind of like, hey, you know, you guys do your thing, and uh, we'll use Spider Man because you know we know him. But like Venom, it could turn out horrible. It could turn out amazing, and if that's the case, then I'm sure there'll be a renegotiated plan at some point. But until they kind of prove themselves, and I don't, you know, it's funny. I was uh, talking to Chris. I think it was last week. Um, I wrote an article on Don't Forget a Towel three years ago in 2014 talking about a Spider-Man, you know, offshoot universe that was talked about in the leaked Sony emails. And it was a Venom Carnage movie called Venom Carnage, which uh, they have now confirmed that Carnage is going to be in the Venom movie, a Silver Sable Black Cat movie, as well as a Sinister Six movie. Um, So all those things... I mean, I know they're going to be taking these separate characters from the Sinister Six and doing their own movie, which is completely stupid to me because nobody cares about those characters on their own. But they seem to be repeating the mistakes of the past. Like, Sony doesn't get it. So, I mean, they're grasping for straws. They are. They, when... They've been failing left and right, and Spider-Man's right. the one thing that consistently makes them money, and they need to, like, ride that that train right that money bus which i mean you know establish this this tom holland spider-man which he's about to be established and they already announced the spider-man 2 date right and in 2019 and that it's a trilogy so i mean it's it's gonna work out and like why would you even waste money making villain movies of that nobody that like nobody either knows or cares about i mean put them all in like a Spider-Man movie as the Sinister Six. That's it. You well, know, put them in like Spider-Man it, Three is the Sinister Six. You know, yeah, something like that. I mean, you have you're sitting around thinking of all these bad ideas when you have the rights to like Valiant Comics, and it's like start moving on that front a little bit, please. If you want to start start doing something that hasn't been done yet, instead of doing something that has been like me for like the last twenty years, so. Yeah, I think if if it were me, and obviously I don't run a major studio, um, I would... So in this one, we have the Vulture, and we have uh, Shocker. Right. And the Vulture and the Tinker. The Vulture, 
will probably die. Hopefully he won't, but he probably will because they do seem to kill off these villains in these movies, which makes no sense to me. Um, but what I would do is hopefully he's alive. In the next movie, you start it off with Craven watching Spider-Man on TV and going, okay, I need to hunt this guy for my reality show to bring up my ratings. He gets beat up by Spider-Man, gets thrown in jail or whatever. Okay, so there's another bad guy that we know we have waiting in the wings. We also then probably use Dr. Octopus, even though I know they shouldn't do it, but use Dr. Octopus uh, is the big bad of Spider-Man 2, but you know what I mean, after Kraven gets knocked out, and maybe he teams up with like Mysterio or like Chameleon, which would be a really cool thing to see cinematically. Then you knock them out. So in the third movie, you already have all these villains. You you know, you bring in, uh, who would be the other one? Green Goblin? You know what I mean? But team up. Because you finally introduce Norman right. Osborn. Right. And, you ha- and, like, that whole situation plays out in, like, this big-ass villain fest. Right. I mean, if you look at The Amazing Spider-Man 2, they took three villains and they made it work. I mean, everybody was always kind of worried about how that was going to be. But, I mean, it was... Amazing. Wait. So it's Electro and Green Goblin. And Rhino. They put Rhino at the beginning, he fights him. Yeah. Then he comes around at the end again. Yeah. So he exists in that universe. Yeah, yeah. He has a vendetta. Gets his ass kicked, but... Right. But then you have the two other villains that exist within the movie as well. So, I mean, it's... You can overload on villains if you do it the right way. And um, we've always said, like, introduce a a lower-level villain at the beginning just to get beat up, you know, in all these movies. Mm -hmm. It's... It's like it's like in Cap Two when he fights Baldrock. It's like you never see him again. Yeah, <laughs> but right there you go. You got you have like this obscure villain who you would never have the chance to ever put into a movie, but you did it smart. You did it a very smart way, and it's you made him <laughs> actually really cool. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just where you do something kind of weird like they did in Civil War, and you have this overarching villain being Zemo, yeah. which as much as people want to complain about it. I mean, there's reasons why those memes came out of, like, you know, tell me the data, whatever. Like, because people got it. It was a cool idea. It was a weird idea. And he didn't wear a mask or anything, but, like, he was a villain. And he was actually a pretty good one. So That's, that's what I don't get is, like, people people want things dumbed down for them. It's like, they give you a really intelligent supervillain that, you know, doesn't go... That doesn't. I mean, he doesn't look anything like his comic book counterpart, but yeah. he's... He's also not the kind of villain who's out there beating people up. You know, it's like he's a manipulator. He's behind the scenes. That's a that's a villain. Yeah. People forget about that. <laughs> they just want the big brawls all the time. I mean, we really need to bring back uh, what's his name, Red Skull, into this yeah. world again. And we need um, we really need Doom, but I don't know how that's gonna work if it's gonna work or whatever. But if we could get if we can get Red Skull in Infinity War, and I have a feeling that those Russo brothers will do it because they really love Captain America. And if, I mean, Captain America and Red Skull, like, that is the duo throughout history. <laughs> so I, I hope Infinity War figures out a way to, to do it because we need that master manipulator other than Loki in the background. Like, Red Skull is, in the Cosmic Cube, are, like, so... Intr- entrenched in, in Marvel's lore but yeah. they just don't really 
do anything with it. <laughs> this is a shame. Not to say I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, like, overshadow uh, Thanos or anything. I'm excited, but even to me, Red Skull's more prominent than Thanos is. It's a good, it's a good way to, it is a good way to bring him back, seeing how he was absorbed into, like, the it's time cute. stream or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you should do it. But, um, uh, you know, I don't want to go off too far, but Homecoming's also getting some really good reviews. Uh, they came out the other day. People are really digging it. Um, Especially they, Tom Holland, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's digging it. No, I mean, they're really... Oh, that they like him? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, uh, they really talk about how it is a teen movie. Like, people have said Can't Hardly Wait. They've said John Hughes. They've said, like, it's a funny teen comedy that then a third act, which is, like, out of control with, uh, with action and stuff, so... And people like uh, Michael Keaton, so that's good, you know? I, I haven't heard as many big things about it, so I'm hoping that he is actually a good villain, but that's, in Michael Keaton, we trust. That's, I've heard that it's one of his best roles Oh, really? Ever. That's what people are saying. It's like <laughs> Michael Keaton just, like, owns it. Oh, well, good, so, good. He, they say he's, like... What I read was he's the best villain since Loki. So, I mean, that's that's what we've been waiting for. That's a good statement. That's, cinematically, because... Yes, cinematically. What's his name? Wilson Fisk is... <laughs> like... Wilson Fisk and Purple Man destroy yes. Loki. I'm sorry, I love Loki, but those two, and it's because they have more time. If yeah. Loki had a whole TV show, it'd be different, I'm sure, but it's because they had time to really establish those characters. Um, anywho, uh, we have a little news. I, th- I think we touched upon the footage of Inhumans last time we talked, That's and so how boring. I thought it looked like complete garbage. Um, it seems that Marvel and NBC agree because they're pushing Inhumans to be on Friday nights after its September premiere. Um, Friday nights is a death now. Like, you don't premiere a superhero show at that time. Like, you just don't do it. I I don't even think Arrow and Flash would last if you threw them on Friday nights, even though they're obviously huge shows. But what do you think of that? Well, first off, a new poster just came out, and it looks like rubbish. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I did see that poster. I, I don't know if they're really taking this as seriously as as we want them to take it. Um, I mean, I know they are, and they they think they're doing the right things. But I I agree. I don't know why why they fit. Like, are they trying to open up viewership on Friday nights? I mean, do they not understand that people don't watch TV on Friday nights? Maybe more people are watching. I mean, maybe the trend is you know. I've seen it in restaurants. Less people are going out on Friday nights. They work all day, all week. They get out. They go home. They want to relax at home. So maybe putting something on this scale on Friday nights will change the scope of things. Friday and nights, like I Mar, you know, or Star Wars coming to <laughs> coming to December and changing that or something. That uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't like a Star Wars TV show. <laughs> I feel <laughs> there's one piece of kind of information that I think that's kind of really shitty is that so Scott Buck is the showrunner on this yeah the guy from Iron Fist yes and (laughs) I just two wrongs are not going to make a right for this guy like if he fails off of Inhumans like Marvel I hope does not go back to him though I don't know how that works with, like, Iron Fist Season 2, you know what I mean? But they haven't started filming, so maybe they'll just go, you know what? 
Let's uh, let's bring in uh, like Drew Goddard to like save that show. Let's bring in the guy, or Stephen uh, Stephen Knight, or whatever his name is, or the guy, the person who does Into the Badlands. Right. Something. Yeah. Somebody who actually knows action and fighting and whatever, but um. Okay, so then the last thing of I don't have a ton of information about this, but we have enough information about this. You you talk to this one then, because no. you know more way more than I do. I mean, we know that Marvel Legacy is right around the corner, and that this fall, yeah, yeah. that it's we we're, we're we've been plagued with this this Marvel Now initiative for years, and all these new number ones and these new characters, oh. and then them blaming like the diversity of their. Um, titles, you know, on their failure in sales and blah blah blah. I mean, Marvel's been making excuses now for for too long about the. This has been a good five years. Yeah. I think when was Marvel now two thousand twelve? Yeah, or maybe a little bit before because like around then. Valiant's two thousand twelve with their initiative. Yeah. So I think it might have been around there. Around there, and it's just like um, I I don't I don't know what to really say about it. I mean, DC just had a, a huge success with Rebirth. And every time these companies do something like this, it seems like the other one follows suit. And either, like, you know, copies it completely or, like, utterly fails, you know, or, or a little combination of both. But, um, I... It, it, but I think the new 52, I think it is a success. It, yeah, it was. I think the titles that stuck around were a success. Yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you and only... bringing DC into like the main, uh, the main, putting it back on the map for a lot of like new comic readers. Yes, because I mean, DC was plagued with years and years of um, stories that people couldn't either grasp or understand or get like really catch up with so yeah. they wanted to do something new and, and relaunch themselves marvel on the other hand has never really done that they've never created a new universe and from a new point on said this is what we're doing well yeah they did ultimate universe ultimate universe but that's a that's the a, earth six right one the, six or whatever right but the now looking back at the new 52 since they're treating it like that at the time it wasn't like that that was like this is dc this is what we're doing Everybody. I mean, Marvel created two separate universes. They created the yes. Ultimate Universe and the Normal Universe. Which is where DC is now. Because they're saying that with what Dr. Manhattan did, he created the New 52. Right. And now everybody's like, oh, this is what really happened before. Which is, the my point is that when they launched the New 52, it pissed off a lot of old DC fans. Of course. Because it's like, what are you doing with the years and years of storytelling? Yes. I know. Yes. Now you're giving me all this. <clears throat> so there was a little... Uh, Rebirth is definitely bringing that back to say, hey, we didn't forget about you. It just took us 10 years <laughs> to get back to yeah, it. Yeah, which is smart. And the way it they're is doing smart. it, it's smart. People, Some people don't like it, but I think it's actually really an intelligent idea because it is tying in this new storytelling with the old. Yeah. Now, that's what Marvel Legacy is looking to do. So they're, I don't know the whole scope of it yet, but it seems like they're going to really go back to like the classic characters and like their classic stable but also like um, pay tribute to the new ones as well but not not as many of like they're eliminating some like I've heard they're going to eliminate like the Jane Foster Thor yeah she's um, dead she's going to die I mean someone else is dying too there's lots of strange things happening because it's like you just felt that you had failed so now you're going to kill off these characters 
and then you go back. It's it's a it kind of seems like they so after Secret Wars, mm. we got the destruction. I mean, the whole point is or not Secret Wars. What was the one before that? Or no, it was Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. So Secret Wars brought the two universes together. All universes. All the universes together. So the ultimate universe and everything else and whatever. It, it just it cl- it put them together. And Marvel has then still done a couple of number one reboots, number one reboots um, in between that to get readers on and stuff. But they've been pretty consistent the last two years, you know, with Old Man Logan and X-23 and Kamala Khan and doing their more diverse, weird characters in a way. But then, like, this seems to then kind of go back on that, like, almost like Secret Wars happened but it didn't now we got secret empire which i'm not even reading which i I probably will at the end just to see what happens yeah because it isn't jason aaron writing it no it's nick spencer oh it is oh well even better nick spencer even better than jason aaron fuck off nick spencer is a great writer don't get me wrong but uh (laughs) that's a bold statement i mean come on we just saw him build make another thor this week so I mean, Jason Aaron. A little, yeah. But who tells him these things? Is well, I guess he's doing rod. it. He's doing it, right? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm okay with no. more Thor's. I'm okay with his what? Doctor Strange. No, I mean either. it's smart because I mean you did say there's all these more Mjolnir's out there. Yes. So I mean, why not make Volstagg a Thor? Anyway, <laughs> the whole thing is is that is this gonna work? Is but this, this is gonna my, be another gamble? This is my point. It's like you're trying to go back to this legacy. And now you're like, oh, let's make another Thor. So it's like, all right, whatever you guys are going to do, let's see. Put out 52 issues. You know, that makes sense. Put out a million variant covers, um, I'm sure. Uh, Sam Wilson is shedding off his Captain America whatever. That's fine. Shield going back as Falcon. That's fine. I mean, because that's, I mean, we're bringing back Steve that's Rogers, Captain America. So it's, yeah. it's going to, I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, Punisher might be becoming War Machine. Yeah, War Machine died, right? Yeah, he got ripped. Yeah. Right? Isn't it him? He got ripped in half or something by Hulk? No, he got killed. Yeah, no, he got killed at the beginning of um, that old... Cl- Civil War. That was the big event last year. Yeah. Civil War Two. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think they of. They got killed because they... Because of Carol Danvers. Yes. Like, they're stupid. Yes, and she was dating him. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, I don't even think I finished it. I I actually was into it at first, it and then it right. just kind of died off. So. I just didn't care. Yeah, for a while. It's that that's the problem right now with Marvel is that I I just don't care. I just you know they're doing all these things, <laughs> and the only thing I kind of care about is that Peter Parker. Uh, they released a new Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Chip Zdarsky's writing it, and Chip Zdarsky's fucking hilarious. Uh, if you haven't read um. He was on Howard the Duck from Marvel, but he does sex criminals with uh, Matt Fraction, which is one of the funniest series ever. So, well, street. I'm going to also say the street level heroes. Those comics have been really good. Yeah, yeah. Bend is doing Jessica Jones is amazing. Which yeah, Bendis is doing the Defender series now. Yeah. Um, they just released number one a couple weeks ago. Bendis pretty much is one of the only consistent things about Marvel that I like. Like I loved Invincible Iron Man. And what he did with Doctor Doom, like, and now Doctor Doom is running the Avengers, right? <laughs> I think uh, so. Yeah, because he's 
the Iron Man. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> and he introduced Riri Williams, and I thought that was really cool. Like, I, I Bendis, for me, is, like, one of the only things that I actually really am excited about. Um, I actually got a text from one of my friends that said Dan Slott, of course, is destroying things over there with Spider-Man, but... He's been destroying things with Spider-Man for a while. They just... And they keep losing writers, good writers, and they introduce these new writers that are out of nowhere or don't have that much writing credits, and I think that's fine, but then they'll cancel their comics within, like, a couple issues. So it's like, yeah, you're kind of giving a voice to these new people, but at the same time, you're not letting them keep it, you know? It's like... Imagine firing Nick Spencer after everybody revealed that, you know, that Captain America was, like, a Hydra agent. Like, that's almost, like, what they're doing. Yeah, but that, I mean, at least they didn't go crazy like that and do that. So, I mean, let them, let them play it out. No, that's what I'm saying. You know? I think they should let these, these writers They should, because, out. I mean, they can, they can go back and be like, oh, well, he's coming back in the time stream. It's not really Captain America. And that's... Those are the kind of things, though, that also piss me off. So yeah, I don't want to go yeah, too far into do. it. I but don't want either. like I said, you want some good Marvel comics right now? Charles Soule's Dare, uh, Daredevil. True. Uh, David F. Walker. Uh, he just got... They just... I think the Luke Cage Iron Fist series is over. It was more of a uh, comedic run. But he's now writing the Luke Cage standalone comic. What's uh, Jim Zub writing again? I forget. I feel like whatever he was writing was good. Yeah. Um... I mean, Jessica Jones is going on right now, the second volume of that, and yep. the Iron Fist series right now is... And I guess the... Really good. I don't read it, but Deadpool Spider-Man apparently is one of the funniest. Yeah. And it gets... And it actually gets comedy writers. Yeah. Like, Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang, and, like, actual comedians, like, which is crazy to me. Which is smart to me. So... This... And that's the thing. It's like, go back to basics, write about the characters... And that's why I think DC's having a lot of good luck right now. Yes, they're doing these mini crossovers and stuff, but they're going back and they're like writing their characters. But I can say writing. Wonder Woman, yeah. amazing, yeah. Detective, Batman, Green anything Arrow. Scott Snyder's doing, Green Arrow. Uh, I have not, the only person I'm not, like Aquaman apparently is good, yeah, and Dan, I'm not Dan reading Superman. Superman has been, I've, I've read parts of it. I read the, I read that crossover between action and, and Superman that, um, that, Established the the rebirth Superman, yeah, um, bringing back you know the classic Superman. So, yeah, I mean they're doing Justice League's good, things and weird, yeah. like they've just solid. solid it's been solid, very solid, consistent, solid. and, it's and been now they're on twenty five, no twenty five issues. It's been two years, no, it's no, been over it's only been one yeah. year because year. they were doing two a year, yeah. two That's a month. <laughs> yeah, that is confusing. So yeah, I was wondering, I was like, how am I so far behind this? Because you're doing two a month. Yeah. Um, yeah, one year of solid comic writing. Yes. With, oh yeah. I don't really have any complaint. I, the only complaint is that is that I can't afford to buy them all, so I have to you know find other ways to read them. Yeah. Keep up. Comicsology. Uh, speaking of DC, uh, we have a rumor that Spider or Spider Man Superman's going to be yeah Superman's going to be in the second Justice League trailer that's due out probably in the next couple weeks because Comic Con's coming out. Yep. What do you think of that? Um. The Doomsday move. It is and it isn't. I mean, I mean, it's it's pretty ignorant to believe that he's not going to be in this movie. We all know he's. But at the be same in the movie. time, it's like I don't want to see it until the movie. Yeah, I I really don't. It's like keep giving us more of this. Show us some more Steppenwolf stuff. Show us some more. Some more. Any? Seen nothing. I. Some more. You know. Some more parademons. All that stuff. So, yeah. 
and then show just more in depth the characters that you already have established for this movie, and then in the movie show us the Superman because I don't want to know though I don't want to see or even have an idea or inkling of what or how they you know how they bring him back. So I think like I I agree. The the second trailer to me wasn't as effective as the first Comic Con trailer, and I think. When I watch a trailer, I actually really like when they just show, like, a scene. Like, in the... Remember the Mummy trailer? It's like, they're on that plane, and you're seeing it, and then, like, that's really all you see, and then some quick shots, and it was like... And, like, in the first Justice League trailer, you see him going to visit Arthur, and it's, like, just a scene. And then you showed a couple other scenes with Flash and whatever, like... I don't need to see Superman. Like, I get it. I know he's going to be back. But, like, one thing with Wonder Woman did really good with their marketing is they never showed Ares. No. Not once. Not, not even the dude who played him. Like, the actor. <laughs> like, they showed nothing yeah. in those trailers. And all the trailers were retools of the first trailer. Yeah. Done in, like, a cooler, action-y way, and you more know? crazy music. Yes. So... <laughs> To me, like, I hate when they, you know, even though I actually like that other Justice League trailer, it, it, was, it wasn't a bad trailer because I like the Arthur being quippy and stuff like that, but, like, I, I would be okay with just a scene of individual characters doing something within their own... Power set. Whatever, yeah. You definitely need to sell people more on Cyborg, I can tell you that. So show, some, do him, show him doing something cool because we're going to get a trailer in July... And then we'll probably get another trailer in October as the final trailer. And then the rest of those next two months. Or no, one month. This comes out in November. Yeah. So we'll get one in July, September, you know? And then they'll just do TV spots up until the ass, you know? But, yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I know people... I know that seeing Superman will sell it to the public. Will it? After seeing Wonder Woman, we're good, man. We don't need to see Superman. You're, you're good. The rest of the world who... The rest of the world who saw Wonder Woman. The I movie's know, making shit tons of money. People want to see Superman, like, come back. And they want to see mm. Superman as, like, the leader of the Justice League and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, it's... Is Superman the leader of the Justice League? He's Superman. Because Batman is. <laughs> you, and, you and Batman can believe what you want. You know he is. What has what Superman ever done in the Justice League? Other than fight. He, he, he doesn't come up with any of the plans. He's super, dude. Ugh. He's Anywho. Super, he's Superman. He doesn't have to do anything. He's nothing. <laughs> Aquaman's a better leader of the Justice League. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that would go well. <laughs> so we got a weird rumor here we're going to talk about real quick. Uh, apparently Mark Millar's Red Sun comic, which is my favorite Superman comic other than American Alien by Max Landis, which is also fucking phenomenal um might be option for a movie live action movie i don't know if i'm ready for elseworld stories when they're really not selling everybody on the cinematic universe just yet all right let's let's go to the next topic because and then we'll touch back on this one so dc wants to make four movies a year now where did you read this like it's, who said this it's on the interwebs my friend it's, it's is it an is it a actual statement from a producer or is it just like a rumor whatever it is it okay. came from somewhere okay but that's we have to address it because yeah, you have this awesome success with wonder woman it's the only success you've had and all of a well sudden, critical because they have they have made money that's not hard to do when you put Batman and Superman in the same I know, movie. I'm just or you saying. put like a, a crazy ass cast of 
Suicide Squad and you make it look good. I mean, people are going to go pay money to see these movies. But, <laughs> think about it. It's like, you have one great success, you're going to oversaturate it. Like, And then you go back, you think about it, you say, well, if you're going to do four movies a year, one of these movies has to be an Elseworld movie, to some extent. Like why? That's I mean, the, the, yeah, you do what they do with the animated ones, right? You do yes. your main New Fifty Two movie, and then you do your other five Batman side even, movies. But you don't—they don't even put four movies out a year. I mean, it's like, well, no, they put three. Think about the, so they did it's Justice like, League Dark this year. Yeah, it's like they did the movie. New Crusaders. Yeah, they're doing the Batman Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, they did Justice League. You're going. Did I say Justice League Dark? Wait, what was their new... Teen fi- Titans. Teen Titans. Yep, Teen Titans. The Cape Crusaders was this year? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And they have at least one more probably coming out this year. No, oh, it's four. I think it's going to be five. It is four right now, but I'm just saying. We they still were... have months left. We're yeah. only halfway through this year. By this, it's like they could put out another three. They were on schedule for three a, three a year. They were, but they while. ramped it up. Um... I'm just saying... But movies, movies? Movies, movies that cost $180 million a piece as opposed to $4 million. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think... Um, you know, it's such a different scope of, of an idea. And I just think it's it's overkill. Not Like, Star Wars is... Like, we want more Star Wars, but... You know, I'm happy with one Star Wars movie a year for now. <laughs> because I don't want to feel like they're just, like, throwing Star Wars at me. I don't want well like, to me I think two Star Wars movies a year makes complete sense to it me. Would. It Saga would. movie and a side movie I'm okay with, yes. especially because that world is so rich, but they're really just dipping their toes in with these familiar characters and that actually kind of annoys me. Yeah. Cuz I it's yeah. just like I don't need a Boba Fett. I don't need a Yoda. The only one I want, the only one I want is Obi-Wan. It's the only one. And I don't want 3, just want one. Yep. So um You don't need 3. No, you don't need 3 at all. Uh, but going back to Red Sun Superman, I think a movie like that could be fine. But it's like get get your normal universe established first. You only have success for really one and a half characters. Yeah, and will this Red Sun Superman be cooler than the Henry Cavill Superman? <laughs> Hell yeah. And like will he overshadow Henry Cavill so that people are like, We want that Superman, not this one. I think you just can't do it. I just Yet. Yet. Um Last thing, uh you speak to this because I don't know anything about it. Young Justice and I don't know why you don't know anything about it. You should be on Sunday. Netflix watching it because it's an excellent show. Uh Young Justice is returning with the season three after fan demanded it. You know, the fans wanted it, so now DC is bringing it back. So they've uh, they've filmed a few episodes. So that's you know they've or made some episodes. Uh, so it's it's underway. So it's real, and it's coming. So uh, I'm excited because it's a great show. Uh, it's it's the it's Titans, but it's. It's a lot more. It's a larger scale than just that. So it's it's a lot of fun. You, yeah. sh- you should be watching. Take so your word for it. Get ready. You should oh. also be watching. <laughs> just sleep action. I've I've seen a few of those and I like them. I just That's need fun. to actually like binge them. But the ones that I, I mean, it's it is a good show. It's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll go into some more news. All right. There the buggies. 
She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, we are back after those lovely commercials. Uh, yeah, let's get into Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. I don't give a shit. <laughs> was a big fan of the first one. <laughs> Not the first, first one. Greatest movie of all time. But, um, yeah, Jurassic World, it was, a. Uh... It was probably one of the only movies I really got angry in the theater in a long time. Yeah. And I watched it later, and I was like, eh, this is all right. But it's like, uh... Jeff Goldblum's back. Yeah. I mean... Life finds a way. Yeah. The gold finds the way. And, uh... I, I don't know, man. I I just don't know how they're going to make this any different than the other ones. So, I mean, it's... Wow. <laughs> Unleash them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... In America, where, like, I don't know. They did do that. It was called The Lost World. <laughs> That's called King Kong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that Jeff Goldblum's back. Of course I'll watch it. I'll have to see a trailer first and really judge it. Um, it's fine. It's whatever. It's the fifth Jurassic Park movie. So, um... War of the Planet of the Apes is getting some great reviews. Uh, it's currently sitting at 100% in Rotten Tomatoes right now. When's that movie come out? Um, two weeks? No, no. July 16th, maybe? Wow. It's coming out soon. Um, Who's seen it already? Critics. Small critics. Not the big, not, you know, I don't think the big reviewer. Oh, no. Yeah, critics have seen it. So everybody is saying that it's, it is now the new perfect trilogy wow like which we haven't really had since like indiana jones lord of the rings oh yeah sorry lord of the rings so wow. since lord of the rings this is the new one <laughs> yeah that people are just like this is that it blows them away and blah 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 so. i mean that's i mean it is it is it is interesting to hear that seeing that 
the first movie is such a different scale than the second movie. And the <laughs> second movie just like opens up, and this one looks like it's just gonna go bananas. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so it from the beginning. I mean, it was such a smart concept. Uh, it was very different. It was a great uh, new look at this whole this whole film series. I mean, when Tim Burton did it, it was such a uh, you know homage to the originals in a way, um, and going on that more science fiction route. Uh, this this is uh, so different, and I and I like it. I mean, I, I'm really excited for this movie. I, I do need to make the effort to go to the theater and watch it. Uh, it seems so much. The scale of it, it looks huge this time. Well, we got to work our way up to Caesar being a god. And at the end of the last movie, you you kind of got a little hint of that. You know, people kind of like bowing down to him after he kills Koba. Spoilers. Um, and in this one, like, I don't think we're going to see it in this movie, but like someone wrote their Bible in the first movie. You know what I mean? And Caesar is their god. <laughs> like, so something is going to cross that line and... Are we going to see it in this war movie? I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really am... I like I like all the Planet of the Apes movies, honestly, yeah. from the beginning, you know, in the 60s on up. So um, I, I'm really interested, like, this, this religion aspect of it, though. Like, how, you know, it just completely swaps what we're used to. Um, so it's going to be... I, I think it's going to be crazy, and it makes me even more excited that Matt Reeves is moving on to the Batman because... This guy knows what's going on, and if he can work with, you know, anima or not animatronic, but like, I mean, he's working with real actors, but he's also working with a lot of CGI, and um, it's going to be really crazy to see what he does with live action characters like that. I mean, Batman could use some CGI characters to really. Uh... But why? Other than Clayface. Really, a real and maybe man, real, you know, man bat like, but even still, like I want to see. You could do that. I want to see prosthetics, like yeah. they, Killer Croc. To me, even though the character was stupid as hell, he looked cool. He did. He could be huger. His he could scale, be Jim Lee's, yeah. but still, the scale is the scale is wrong. But that's all. I'm just saying, like Clayface, man. Well, Clayface has to be Clayface in any Batman movie yet. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. All right, so uh, Nintendo revealed the SNES Classic uh, featuring 21 pretty amazing <laughs> games, honestly. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, Kirby's, Final Fantasy VI, Mario Kart. I mean, like, Secret of Mana, wasn't that on there, too? It was like... Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid. So Link to the past. Star Fox. Oh, and Star Fox 2, which is a game that's never been released. So... Uh, it's gonna be what seventy bucks again or seventy nine bucks? Yeah, eighty bucks. Um, coming out during the holiday. Um, I still would rather just get a Raspberry Pi and get all those things. But hope they did say that they're also going to make a ton more than they did for the Nintendo Classic, which I still think they need to re-release because it's just kind of bonkers to me that they didn't make it and then they said, "Oh, we're done. It was meant to be a limited release." This is the most money that you've made. <laughs> in years like crank them out they're not gonna be peg warmers you know what i mean like just put them out i really i really kind of felt like they they cut back on it because the switch had come out and 
they made this marketing decision not to do it, but it doesn't it doesn't make any sense from like. A but it wasn't like the switches were like not making money either. No, but then they they're gonna open up that that whole thing where the people could pay monthly fee to play the virtual console games. You know. Oh like, yeah, right. So, it's, but they're still gonna be able to do it now with this. I, I don't understand Nintendo. Who are the AdWizards that came up with that one? That's why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you could talk about this one. NECA's revealed the next series of their hit Aliens action figure line. Uh, they're already at Series 12. Well, Predator is up at like Series 18 or 19 now. Yeah. Uh, Predator is the longest running NECA uh, line right now uh but aliens is getting up there and this time around they're revealing uh well basically some rehashes in a way i would say yeah. uh, at the same time as much as people will complain and these idiots on the facebook uh pages want to say they love NECA but they don't love NECA. if you don't do these re-releases and make money we're not going to get new sculpts like the mantis alien and gorilla alien and all those fi- figures that you know, Randy said would never happen because of the the pricing on on what it, ma- it takes to make these sculpts. But it, they did it. So y'all want some like really interesting characters and you know some new stuff? Then you gotta you gotta throw some money at the company as well. I mean, the ones that are coming out are okay. I mean, you get Ripley with that bomber jacket. That's a I like that look with her. I do too. Uh, the Vasquez and her uh, fatigues, her our, our marine duds. Yeah. Little, you know, it's a third Vasquez figure, but I mean, still looks pretty badass. And then you get you get two battle-damaged aliens. Uh, those were actually uh, first released in two packs with marines. Yep. Uh, so, I never got around to getting those, so I'm actually kind of happy that they are uh, they're part of this release, because it's, it's cool for making dioramas and action scenes. Uh, and, you know, if you're part of the Alien Club, you have to buy this anyhow in order to, you know, uh, be considered for that final f- exclusive figure of the year. So it's, uh, you know, whatever. What like did I you said. think of uh, the Dutch San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from NECA? I, I bought it. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I didn't think, I didn't like this head sculpt that much. I was actually... I need to look at it better in pictures, because I was like, hmm, does it really look like Arnold? I, I think you've made better Arnolds before. It's weird if they've changed it, because it's... Yeah, like all the Dutch figures are great. I know. Um, but this is Dutch in his classic red. polo shirt. <laughs> That's we're, it. Right. But now now we're just but now we need what's his name? Carl there. Weathers. Yeah. So he can do Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um... I also picked up the sewer alien because that was a, oh yeah that's cool that was exclusive to club members. I did not get. I was working the two times that I could have got my Coraline and I missed it. Like I I logged in at like two and it was already yeah. gone. And everybody missed the uh, TMNT. Oh box. yeah, well that's that was. <clears throat> um, stay tuned for a pursuit of plastic <laughs> where we talk about San Diego Comic Con exclusives. So. Yeah, we're gonna get back to Actually, that. Actually, should do that. Um, good episode, actually. <laughs> but touch going back to the neck of um i mean they, we we have not talked about that the new predator line with Machiko and oh uh, that God. <clears throat> you want to talk about some that fan service that those three figures for the net uh, series 18 or 19 whatever it is the Machiko, the predator from from that one and from war yeah from, from like, yeah because this it has like the the lightning bolt on his helmet we saw it at, at uh, toy fair 
scar. The scar one. Yeah. And then the um, Harry Potter scar. Yeah. And then the and then from the new Life and Death uh, comic, uh, there's a predator from that. So it's it's cool that they're going into like the dark horse realm of things. Uh, there's some yes. great predators from the comics, and it's uh, it's amazing. Like <clears throat> one day I'm gonna have like a whole shelf of predators, and I realize how many I actually have. Uh, so <laughs> stay tuned for that. Those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we're going to end the the show on uh, Star Wars note as we pretty much do every time. <laughs> it so, all comes back to this. It's been talked about, but we're you know we're going to give our perspective about the Han Solo fiasco. Um, and really, we were talking about it yesterday. We just didn't hit record in the car, but it's <laughs> it really is one of the biggest blunders in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, I've actually never heard of a a duo team, so Chris Miller, Phil Lord, um, directing Han Solo, get fired three weeks before principal photography or whatever is is done, like production's done, and replaced by Ron Howard. Um, This doesn't, this just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who've been let go or left or whatever, but at the same time, not like straight up fired. So, uh, if you really want to read a really, really good in-depth article, if you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com, um, they so StarWarsNewsNet.com is probably the best aggregator of Star Wars news. I don't know who works for them if it's just straight up Lucasfilm employees because like they get stuff. They get news, and they honestly get it right most of the time. I'd say at least 70 to 80% of the time. The stuff that they get, they it's true. So, um, you know, they, they got fired. Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan, uh, you know, looked at the footage, saw that they didn't really like uh, what they were seeing as far as the direction goes. Like, Kathleen Kennedy wanted more coverage, like... We're going to get a ton of cameras. We're going to get a ton of angles. And these guys were like, eh, we'll do like three angles of this scene. You know what I mean? Not really leaving much room for editors to kind of play with. And then I think the the nail in the coffin was that Alden Ehrenreich, the, the star, said he didn't like the way that the character was coming across. It was coming across too much like Ace Ventura. <laughs> and he told a producer, which then told Kathleen Kennedy, which then really had them come in and and finally uh execute order 66 yes yes uh so what i mean what do you think about all this we've said it from the beginning this movie probably should not exist yeah uh there are, there is so much other lore that people are waiting to become part of canon or you know need a story behind it uh that you know what it's it's scary because if a movie like this failed or was a steaming pile of shit like it sounded like it was about to be that that is a major blow to Lucasfilm well this is why they fired him too exactly. though <laughs> I mean you look at like what Disney has done with Marvel I mean yeah there's been some yes but nothing that has put the whole universe at, at risk you know I mean um it's smart uh, whether or not they're going to have to go back and do Ron Howard's film. Uh, nobody knows yet. <clears throat> I mean, 
if it is that bad, then we're looking at we're looking at this film taking much longer than it's than it was originally going to. Yeah, it was supposed to end <clears throat> filming in three weeks, and then people were going to have a little bit of a break, and then there was going to be five weeks of, of scheduled reshoots, mm-hmm. um, which is standard on a huge budget movie like this. But now, if Ron Howard, like, the problem is, is that if these two guys were directing Alden Ehrenreich a certain way, then they have to be directing everybody else a certain way as well. And they're into improvisational, you know, like, that's what they did on 21 Jump Street and the Lego movie and stuff, and, like, they, where they it get works. that. Where it works. In a, in a comedy where you want the actors to go free, but, like, I, I understand from the director's perspective, which they got hired in for a certain reason, you know what I mean, because of their style and because of their comedy, but then it I feel like the bigger problem is Disney and Lucasfilm not stepping in way, way sooner and saying, we understand that nobody wants to see this movie. Like, there wasn't a huge reception for it when it got announced at Celebration uh, last year. Like, people were like, oh, okay, you know, Han Solo movie's coming out. It's not even titled yet. Right. <laughs> like, the, the directors mm-hmm. made people happy. Uh, Donald Glover coming in as Lando and Woody Harrelson coming in as whoever he is, the mentor, like they made some good choices in, in those senses. But at the same time, like nobody's clamoring for this movie. You know what I mean? It's not like, of course I'll be there day one. Of course I'm going to see it. Every star Wars fan will, but it's just like, it's a movie that's already not highly anticipated. And then, you know what I mean? Like, you, you go and uh, you have these directors who you instantly butt heads with. They're completely different than what you really want, but you don't fire them three days into filming instead of three or four months into filming? <laughs> it's It looks like to me that once Lawrence Kasdan really was apprised of the situation... But he would have been. The writer is always on set but he for wasn't. movies. He had... They said... They flew him in from London. Right. Like, he wasn't there. But he was watching dailies in his house in yeah. Los Angeles. Or maybe he wasn't. No, I'm sure he was. But it doesn't, like, why... If you're watching the dailies, and I, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm going to rehash this. And, like, you're watching the dailies. You've written this script, which is your last Star Wars script ever. You, you should have already it, been on so You sorry. wrote it with your son. Yep. It's like... You and then you didn't know this this was happening. That's what I mean. I, I don't get that. That's why I kind of blame Disney for letting it go on this long. Like maybe they were saying no, let them do what they're gonna do. We want them to like they're they're they've made money. They they've proved themselves as directors. Let them like kind of just do it. And then all of a sudden they're like no. They're like like Kathleen Kennedy and Kasner like uh, if that kid wouldn't have come out and said yeah there you go. Would do you think this movie would have been? Would it have just been that movie? Would they have just... I mean, like, you've already spent probably so the, $100 million. Right. So the star complains. Yeah, that's what then, I'm saying. Like, if the star didn't complain, would they just have gone, like, well, let's go with it. You know what I mean? Probably. What about... Who brought the acting coach in? That was, uh... I think that was what? Kathleen Kennedy. They did? Or? No. I think Kathleen Kennedy said it. Right. And then they brought in their acting coach, who was just, like, from... 21 Jump Street like that lady who helped I don't know Jonah Hill act or something but like they're into improv right (laughs) like 
they're completely deviating from the script, which Lawrence Kasdan is not a person who likes... He wants what he wrote to be up on screen. You know what I mean? Like and the, well deserves to be up The on one exception that paid off, obviously, is the I love you, I know. Like, that is... That was all Harrison Ford. Like, that wasn't supposed to be that. I think... I can't remember what the real line was, but that's the only time where they really deviated in it, and they kept it. And he said, okay. But most of the time, like, you know, J.J. and him fought on uh, episode seven, I heard. Like, not huge, because J.J. obviously is not an idiot, but, like, enough where, like, certain things they wanted done a certain way, and Lawrence Kasdan said no, and J.J. goes, okay, because... Lawrence Kasdan? Yeah, it's Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, who knows? Maybe there was something... Like, J.J.'s come out and said that, like, he thought it was a huge mistake that Chewie... And uh, Leia didn't, like, hug. You know what I mean? You know, like, that was dumb. Who wrote that? You know what I mean? Or who directed it? Was it Lawrence Kasdan who didn't write it? Or is it J.J. who didn't let it go? Because <laughs> to me, that just is, like, idiotic. These two have known each other for X amount of years. They're not the first people to hug each other? Are you kidding me? Like, I get it. It's really busy. It's a wild time. But, like, come the fuck on. This is a dumb... Like, when I'm nitpicking. When I'm in my... In my you that's know not, dark basement, and I'm nitpicking. That's that's a serious scene. Yeah, it is a serious scene. <laughs> but us Star Wars fans really hold these movies as like our movies. You know what I mean? It is almost like a sports thing where they're like, "Oh, my team, my guys." Star Wars is very much like that. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, Han Solo when he died, we all cried. Carrie Fisher, I mean, that's an actress, but you know what I mean? Like, just the characters themselves, like, when something bad happens, we take it personally. So, and I get that. I think that Alden guy, to his credit, got that. I think he understood that, like, Star Wars fans are not going to let this fly. He doesn't want to be the new hating Christian. No, he doesn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I don't even necessarily blame Hayden Christensen. I I blame George Lucas for Hayden Christensen, because I've seen him in other movies, and he's not that bad. I know, but that's the point. Right. like... Why make him? Why make Han Solo act like Ace Ventura? Because right. people are gonna blame you. Oh yeah, he's the face. Like oh. they, they'll forget about the directors yeah. doing it. They don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's he was probably like, time out. <laughs> yeah, time out. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. That's that's really true. So. You know, here we are. Uh, Torches and pitchforks, my friend. You know, we, we <laughs> read that Ron Howard walked on set and, and everyone clapped. They were happy to have him there. Uh, I'm happy to have him there. I I don't know why Ron Howard hasn't directed a Star Wars film. He was originally supposed to do Phantom Menace. I can't even imagine how that probably only changed things a little bit from that stupid script. But Well, here's know. the thing. Ron Howard, to me, hasn't made a good movie in I don't know how long. Other than oh, like, 13. well, no, I like the uh, uh, <laughs> Da Vinci Code, I like Ron and Howard's I like Inferno, the second one, Infer- not the third one. I didn't Inferno? watch that one yet. No, the second one's the Angels and Demons, which yes. I also liked. I did not watch Inferno yet, I, but yeah. I've heard it's not good. Um, so he hasn't made it. You know, the Old Man in the Sea or whatever. I guess was horrible. I heard that Rush movie was actually pretty good. Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. That's fine, but that was like nineteen ninety something. Yeah. I guess Frost Nixon like that that got up for awards like whatever the the point is uh, that racing movie movie with the Thor. I think what's gonna happen is 
Ron Howard to me isn't necessarily the director. Did you see it in the Heartland Sea? No. That awesome. Oh, really? I forgot he did that, yes. Oh. I yeah, did not want to see that. I thought it's a good it was movie. Stupid. No, okay. It's actually really good. Listen, I Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. But well, what I was gonna say is that this movie is gonna be a movie shot by a committee. This is gonna be Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan every day on set where Ron Howard's gonna look back and go, Is this the way you want me to do it? And then they go, Yeah, yeah, sure. You can say action and then he does it. Poster child. <laughs> like really, <laughs> honestly, because Ron Howard is like a comforting figure and he That's... like nobody nobody, as much as I could say I'm not a huge fan of Ron Howard's films recently um if you once i heard it, it was ron howard i go but but that's fine that's great but you would rather see ron howard from the beginning yes starting his own like it was always ron howard yeah it was his vision yes yes of course yeah of course but um i mean i really want to see the chris lord and phil miller han <laughs> solo ace ventura movie oh, honestly let's better leak i want to see that I want to see what he acted like. I want to see if he was completely ridiculous. And just because I don't care as much about this movie, I would be like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. You did, you did. Well, you know what? I say it, but then if I, you know, even reading it in the comics when they don't act like their characters, it does really bother me. <laughs> or in the books when they don't act, and they don't. In the books, usually the writers do it a little bit better, but in the comics, every once in a while, it's like, well, Han wouldn't. You wouldn't say that. Leia, they pff, repeatedly fuck up. But, yeah, so I guess I do say that I, I do get kind of angry sometimes when the characters aren't true to themselves. But, still, if I saw it leaked, I'm sure I would uh, laugh and enjoy it. And... So I don't understand why you don't read Air of the Jedi. Ugh. Luke first person. Ugh. It's all Luke. Yeah. So. Become a Jedi. Anywho, um, they start shooting again on July 10th. Um, you know, the the other big question is, with D23 coming up and Comic-Con coming up, do we see anything from Han Solo at these? Because this is the last time for marketing before the movie, if it stays on track, until May of next year. Because the only other time that you can actually even... Like, so, actually, physically talk about this movie is at D23. Of course, you can see a trailer at uh, Last Jedi, which we would, but, like, that's it. We have no other talking times about this movie other than in the next couple weeks. Then what you do is you put a sizzle reel together of the good footage that you like, that you're probably going to use. You do like, you do some behind the scenes stuff with them walking around in costumes to yeah. show them. Yeah. You show you, you show that stuff that it's happening. You show Ron Howard on screen. You show Ron Howard on stage. No, no. You show him on the sizzle reel. You don't bring okay. anybody from that production to this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> um, except Chewbacca. Yeah. It's not even him. Yeah, that's uh, funny. <laughs> that's it. So, I mean, a sizzle reel. I think. I think we'll see something along those lines of, of the like just the show. Yes, we didn't waste any time. We have some stuff that we are going to use, but yeah. you know, do you address it? You do. Like, at, like, do you think you have to? Do you think Kathy Kennedy is like, hey? I don't even know what the you, fuck she would say. You play nice. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't say something. Because... You play nice about it, though. You say, listen, things happen like this, and we we had to make a decision. And you have you explain yourself, and then you say, here. You you, you have a little praise to the directors before with showing some of the scenes that they did film. And yeah. That's, it is what it is. You own... They own it. So it's not like... 
they don't have the rights to do that. So Who that, directs the movie? <clears throat> like when it comes out on a poster, Ron Howard. You think so? Yeah. Those guys got paid. Oh. They did direct. A film, <laughs> a film by ten directors. So that's I mean, but really though, like it says Lucasfilm. I think it would say <laughs> yeah, right. Directed by Lawrence Kasdan in association <laughs> with Kathleen Kennedy and Ron Howard and Chris Miller and Phil Lord. And, and the directors of the Lego movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's yeah. How do you do that? Right? Is it going to be from the man who made Backdraft? <laughs> And the creators you of the Willow Lego right? movie, yeah, you guys remember Ron Howard made movies, and now with, with George Lucas, yeah, they actually don't do that in Star Wars though, which is nice. They weren't like Gareth Edwards, the director of Godzilla, doing Rogue One. Like they don't even mention. Don't, I don't even think they mention the directors at all in those trailers. They don't care. It's they not don't about that. To. Yeah, they they want you to get away from the real world. Yeah, I think about Star Wars. So in the real world, people get fired. <laughs> Yeah, people get tranked. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. So here's... So one last thing about it is... Is this a tale of things to come? Because we've got two solo or uh, independent standalone movies, and both of them have been plagued with disaster. Um, Gareth Edwards was told, instructed that the last uh, act of Rogue One wasn't going to be good enough, and then Tony Gilroy um, came in and supposedly directed the last battle in that whole last act, or at least had a heavy hand in like basically telling Gareth Edwards what to do, but to Gareth Edwards' credit, he had directed Monsters, he had directed Godzilla, and then this is really his other movie. So he's a he's a not a seasoned director, whereas Phil Lord and Chris Miller have been working in animation, they've been working in films for a while now. They're not gonna take direction <laughs> from somebody. They're gonna go, Why did you hire us? Go fuck yourself which is why we're at where we are. So for the next movie, whatever that is, which is probably gonna be announced it's gonna be the Obi Wan movie. And it's probably gonna be directed by somebody that's like not I don't know I don't know if they'll do another risk listen we we had this discussion before I think it was I think that if you have these impressionable directors these newer directors who are just have this have you know come onto the scene made a splash and now you know everybody loves Star Wars so it's always somebody's dream to make Star Wars but you always have to be in that boat that it will be studio controlled. It's the same reason why sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Do I want two Star Wars a year? Is it going to feel like it's rushed? Is it going to be like too much? Or can they really make qual like quality over quantity? Yeah, that's that's. The I thing think they can Star make Wars. quality because they're doing it in a. They do it all the time, like with the books, with the comics, with the cartoons, for the most part. You know what I mean? But like, that's right. But there's more. Where's our TV show? Where's our other? You know, our other. There's other things you can do with Star Wars, than flood us with like these characters that don't really need. I'm not saying thing. no, but you I'm saying I mean? like you do. You start the beginning of a Knights of the Old Republic saga. That I mean, because that really could go on forever. That needs to be a TV show. It probably does, but I'm just saying, like, if I that saw be the Netflix show, if I saw some or HBO, yeah. 
if I saw some Knights of the Old Republic movie and it starts off a trilogy, you know what I mean? Like, that starts something new. Well, yeah, but that's new right. because ninety percent of the people in the well in the world, ninety five percent of the people in the world don't know what Knights of the Old Republic is, and they definitely don't know what any of the characters are. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could do a Dark Forces movie or trilogy. You know what I mean? This guy who I'm more obscure with what you have, right? Like you're writing all these books, even based on like big characters, but like <clears throat> in the end, that's why like I enjoyed Aftermath a lot because it was yeah. more behind the scenes characters. Well, Aftermath two should be good, or uh, Battlefront two. You know what I mean? Told from that perspective yeah. of the of the or the Empire, and you it's know, smart. It's like take develop the new characters and don't try to like change what you've already done these these characters are legends they they're established everybody knows who they are i don't need an, i can i can read a book about han solo's past and be happy but wouldn't you want to see other than obi-wan wouldn't you want to see a darth vader told between three and four movie where he hunts down the remaining jedi and kills them right but <laughs> that movie would involve a band of like of jedi of a jedi running away would be the main character and Darth Vader's like the, the villain in the movie it's not well, just I want, I want it from Vader's perspective <clears throat> you would get it from both but it would still have to be like you can introduce a new character that way you know what I mean it's like and make it a you can introduce Dr. Aphra in there <laughs> anyway we're going off on too many tangents but reeling it back in um, <laughs> is this is this a tale of things to come for foreshadowing mm-hmm. for these other movies or is this just two bads in, in a row I mean they they made a point they fired them which is unprecedented and this probably will not happen again because they're going to be on top of shit from <laughs> moving and people will be afraid to make these kind of decisions so will it be harder to make these movies you know, will directors will they be making more safer hesitant? moves though? Will they even go safer? Will they even go? Uh, maybe. Well, to me, the I would go. I need to be there every day yeah. and figure this out. Make sure we hire the right people. But I actually would shy away from doing these classic characters, even though Rogue right. One was all new characters. Like even that, we already we don't need it. And I feel like... But it was a good movie, though. It was a good movie, but I feel like Lucas needs... Like, they have been doing pretty good at listening to the fans. They need to understand that people don't need these movies in their lives, these standalones, like this. They need standalones, but they just need something new. Other than everybody in the world wants wants an Obi-Wan movie. Because Ewan McGregor's alive. Because he's already said he's coming back. He's older. Like, it just... To me, it's like a no-brainer. Like, that should have been the first one. It just makes sense. I, I get... No, it, and it will. It's going to happen regardless. It's going to. But, I mean, going back to the Rogue One thing, you created new characters. And you created... You did, but still, if you want to nitpick about that, you don't care about any of them. I cared about K2SO, but he was just super funny. But, but like, the like, rest of them... I would, go, I would read a Cassian K2SO story. You will, in a comic book. Right. But okay. I don't... You know what I mean? It Krennic? wasn't like... I'm not like, oh, I have to learn everything about these Death guys. Death Troopers? Scarif Troopers? All yeah, that. but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't <clears throat> a need. The the Guardians of the Wills? Right. I mean, it they did some cool stuff in that movie because it was like... They 
went into that sandbox a little bit and they played in it. Yeah, they did. It's not like, oh, hey, young Han Solo. Oh, hey, young Lando. I mean, it's cool. And I'm sure that, like, we'll like some aspects of that, but it's still, it's not as safe. Right. All right. You know? So, where can you find us? Duh, we're on the, uh, the internet. Don't forget Tala.com. Uh, it's the only place to travel geekly, and it's uh, currently under. Uh, we're overhauling the site as we speak. Yeah. Uh, so look for some big changes coming, and uh, for our fifth year of DFAT. Five years, buddy. Five years. It's good. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DFA Towel. Um, we're on Facebook, of course. Um, you can message us on there. Uh, oh, you're probably listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, rate and review us and share us and thank you. And um, yeah, this is Casey saying uh, Ron Howard for life. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chris.